for some reason I couldn't like summarize it. And my sister who's 13 was like, oh, so like basically you were insecure until you understand truly who God is. And I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's basically what it was. Hey, welcome to the Hustle Differently podcast, a space for millennial professionals who are navigating career curveballs while driving closer to Christ. I'm Adriana, and each episode I chat with millennial professionals about the spiritual lessons they've learned in their career journey. This episode is a little bit different from the other episodes in season one. This episode is a solo episode. I'll be really talking about what I've learned about worry and the lessons that God taught me in this year and a half. A few weeks ago, I heard someone say that worry and not discern the future. That resonated with me because I've always been someone who is worried about the future and whether the decisions that I'm making or the actions that I am doing will lead to the outcome that I imagine or the outcome that is aligned to God's will or God's expectation of me. I think sometimes those thoughts, right, worry thoughts can consume me. You know, after hearing that, I thought a lot about the last year and a half and my experience with worry and failure and what God has been teaching me about that. If you remember from episode four this season, season one, my conversation with Valerie on adulting, I mentioned that applying to graduate school can feel excruciating. And I was talking from experience. (laughs) Because in the last year and a half, I have been in this process of preparing and applying to graduate school. Of course, as such is life, the process was not what I imagined and was harder than it was harder than I had imagined in my mind. And the outcomes that I expected didn't always come into fruition or didn't always develop or look like what I expected it to look like, right? And that made me worried. And I think in the process, it made me worried. I realized that I began to question who I was and the strength and ingenuity that God had gifted me with. So in the last year and a half, I've taken GRE three times. And the first time I took it was the end of 2019. I had taken an eight-week in-person prep course with an instructor and was going through was learning the concepts going through practice problems taking practice tests and things like that while also juggling like a full-time job as a consultant I took it for the first time and my score wasn't really what it wasn't where I was aiming but I was a year out from applying to graduate school so it, it seemed possible that my score could improve there was more that I could do and I hadn't exhausted all my options the rest of 2020 I took another prep course and continued to learn the concepts and had bought other prep books had reached out to friends for resources had reached out to people that I had just met to walk me through 
concepts that I didn't understand. And I felt like I was putting a lot of time and money and energy into really trying to get a score that I felt confident in in order to submit applications. And, you know, after really four or five months of putting in the work and studying, I took the test for the second time. And surprisingly, I mean, I was shocked. I was shook. My test score was worse than the first time. I was baffled because the result didn't nowhere matched what the energy and the time, the money that I put in. Honestly, it was stressful, it was defeating. I think the possibility that I felt the first time I took the test was less so the second time because I was a lot closer to application deadlines. And there were so many other components of the application that I needed to spend time on, right? Like essays, recommendations, because I was so focused on the GRE, I hadn't had a lot of time to really put into the essays, which were just as important. I think during those four or five months of studying, I was worried, but I was praying and trying to remind myself that God is faithful and that God is in control, that he is leading and God is still good. But after that second test, I I became more worried, more worried about my applications, more worried about the decisions the schools would have on my applications, comparing potentially like what my application would look like versus other people who are applying all of the different things start to like consume my mind, right? That can create doubt. You know, I decided, okay, I'm going to continue to move forward. <laughs> I'm going to continue to move forward. And I took the test for the third time. My scores improved a little bit more than the first time. So I thought that as a blessing, you know, my score still wasn't where I needed it to be, but I thought it still as a blessing and I continued to apply and meet the deadlines. But I found that in the waiting period, there's enough time to think about all the different scenarios and to also think about like, maybe if I had did this, then this could have happened. Or, you know, because I did this, then X, Y, Z scenario could happen as a result. And that can be a lot more damaging to the situation and to my faith and to my assurance that God was like leading, that he was working, regardless of if I could see it, if I could see the goodness in the situation. I think there are moments that God is revealing himself to show us goodness in difficult situations. And I think as humans being intentional to see that goodness, right? And to step outside of ourselves, outside of our worry thoughts, outside of our doubts, to be intentional to see the goodness, to to discern the goodness is difficult. And it's something that needs intentionality and practice, right? Like as you start to do it, I don't know if you get easier but you kind of like have reminders to kind of like help you to be able to see the goodness in where the situation that you're in 
So in this waiting period was where I think the transformation started to happen for me. It was less about the outcome of my applications and more about my relationship with God and who God is and who I am to him, which is interesting. During this waiting period, I started to increase my Bible study consistency. And I think sometimes our difficulties influence us to cling to God more than before. And I found that this waiting period did that for me. I began to learn a lot more about who Jesus is. So I began reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John the life of Jesus, and also reading a book called The Desire of Ages, written by Ellen G. White, tells the story of Jesus based on the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Wow, reading Desire of Ages and reading the gospel was transformational. And as I was reading, I realized that Jesus was constantly telling people do not be afraid. I started to see this as sort of a pattern and a trend. And that stood out to me and resonated with me knowing about this battle that I have with worry and thinking about all the different scenarios and thinking about why am I worried and I think being worried is part of fear, right? There's this fear of failure or fear of being misunderstood or being overlooked, I started to realize that learning about Jesus is such a joy that can consume and fill that hole that worry creates. His love, his patience in correction, his tenderness, his tactfulness really helped me understand the extent of my value and how immeasurable that was or how immeasurable it is. I think it started to transform my thinking and how the thoughts and the ideas that stem from my worry were false, were creating this sort of like spiral effect that was really not leading me anywhere. I was telling my youngest sister this story, you know, about my GRE process, my process of in the waiting period and learning about who Jesus was and who he is and how that reflected who God is. I was like, I I couldn't really summarize. I was trying to summarize it in like a sentence, like, like, okay, this was like, this was it. This was the lesson learned. And I, for some reason, I couldn't like summarize it. And my sister who's 13 was like, oh, so like basically you were insecure until you understand truly who God is. And I was like, yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's basically what it was. Like, because God is creator and I am who he created, the ways that Jesus came on earth to reflect God's character, right? And his love, his patience, his tenderness towards people, even when they didn't understand, even when they were impatient, even when they were worried, right? was a reflection of his love for me and who I am and the value that I have. It was deeply meaningful for me. During that time, I was listening to 
Therapy for Black Girls podcast, and they talked about a coping kit and how they they called it like an anxiety coping kit and how people who struggle with anxiety should have some type of like kit. And when they're feeling anxious about something that they should have systems in place to help get them out of that space. One thing that I did in this waiting period was create sort of like my coping kit. And it's something that if you've listened to season one, episode one with Tewa, she talks about her coping kit, which is centered around faith. Mine was centered around this like worriness. And I created a Spotify playlist of songs, right, that would point me back to who I am in Christ, the value that I have, bring me joy. And then it also was a set of verses in the notes app on my phone. Two of the verses in my coping kit are the first one is Isaiah 54:10 that says, "For the mountain shall depart and the hill shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you." nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. And the second one is James 1, verse 2 to 3. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. I found that reading through the list of verses that I have and sometimes several times if needed, and listening to the songs started to help to shift my mood and my mindset, which was really helpful for me. It helped to get me out of that like spiral of thoughts that weren't always helpful. Recently, I heard a pastor talk about worry and give some practical tips that I thought were really, really helpful. And I wanted to share them with you. He said, worry is an indication that I need to get my game back, get back in Christ in order to be released from the burden of worry. Worry and not discern the future. But Jesus sees the end from the beginning. Remind yourself that later, months, years from now, you will look back and say, God has kept me. In every difficulty, he has his way prepared to bring you relief. God has a thousand ways to provide for you, of which we know nothing. Do the work of giving your anxieties away to Jesus. So these are three steps that he gives. The first is recalibrate my perspective through training my mind and gaining knowledge of Christ and who he is and his ideas. The second is prayer. Say it out loud and give it over to God with words. And the third is equalize the energy in yourself. So move your body and your brain will calm. So that's through exercising, running, walking. So those are three like practical tips that I've learned and I'm starting to also incorporate with this sort of like coping kit that I have. I think this isn't an experience that's sort of like a one-time thing. I think for a lot of us, like it's a continuous journey of learning and really drawing closer to God and really giving something over to God that consumes us. And my hope is that like as I continue to no longer be consumed by worry, but be consumed by Christ, that along this journey, I'll be able to share with you more lessons that that I've been learning and that God has been sharing with me. 
my hope that they would be useful to you in some way. And I want to leave you with Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me. In this, I will be confident. One thing I may desire of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversities. For false witnesses have risen against me and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I love that psalm so much because our enemies are not always sometimes people, right? I think our enemies are sometimes our thoughts and the things that are separating us from God and causing confusion and doubt. And for me, that was worry. Worry was my enemy. My worried thoughts were my enemy. And I think this psalm encompassed so much of my experience and what I shared and my hope for you and for me that will constantly seek the face of the Lord. Because that's truly where strengthening of our hearts and our courage, where that will come from and what will sustain us in the future. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can access the show notes in the description and the transcripts on hustledifferently.com. I'm inviting you to share this episode with your friends and people you think would resonate with this content. To make sure you do not miss the next episode, click the subscribe button. And lastly, please rate the podcast and leave a review in the Apple Podcast app. It will help this podcast reach more people and let them know why they should listen. Thank you for your support.